Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 9 The Role of Nations in Realizing World Peace. Sharing Good Technology. I have long advocated the equal distribution of technology. Technology is a blessing from God meant to benefit all human beings. It is a great evil when advanced countries monopolize technological power and thereby put less developed countries at a disadvantage. It sows seeds of division and disharmony that undermine world peace. This is the reason I have, for decades, invested considerable resources toward the accumulation of technology. It has been to help the world. For example, I acquired four large German companies that are unsurpassed globally and have been developing them. These companies manufacture machine parts and tools, including those applicable to the production of automobile assembly lines. In addition, I am continuing to support a state-of-the-art electronics company in Japan to advance digital communications and creativity. Beyond Germany and Japan, and other developed countries, I am expanding this foundation of technology for peace. Had I no such background providing such capability, I would not have been able to work hand-in-hand with China today. My investment to build the industrial park for automobiles is more than a simple business venture. It is to educate the highest level of leaders in Beijing and to make a strong partnership with them as we enter a Pacific Rim era in Asia. This is ultimately to have a positive impact upon Kim Il-sung in North Korea. I have never thought of this project in China as having any purpose other than our security and saving the nation. In 1976, after a massive festival in Washington, D.C., I proclaimed that I would hold a rally in Moscow. With world-class scholars, religious figures, journalists, and artists, I am now laying the foundation for this. The Soviet Union should come forward to persuade Kim Il-sung. At my invitation, one of the top editors of the Novosti News Agency, together with five other leading Soviet journalists, are currently in Korea to see this country's development firsthand. To assess the status of their communist economies, I asked them to go to Japan and pass through China and North Korea, where they did not want to go. I asked them to do this so they could provide the North Korean leaders with a fresh impression of South Korea and, in that way, prevent a miscalculation by the northern regime. A film production team making a one-hour documentary on Korea accompanied this group. When they go back to the Soviet Union, it will be shown to the whole nation. This coming November 26, on my invitation, the chairman of the National Broadcasting Company of the Soviet Union, the chairman of Novosti News Agency, and four others representing the Soviet media will visit America. At the beginning of this month, the director of the world-famous Kirov Ballet visited Seoul and promised to assume concurrently the directorship of the Universal Ballet Academy, which I founded in Washington, D.C., and to support God's will within the Soviet Union. From October 27 this year, there will be a seminar in Moscow sponsored jointly by the Russian Orthodox Church and the International Religious Foundation on Church Unity. Twenty religious scholars will attend the conference. As a centerpiece, we are planning a World Media Association conference in Moscow in support of reforming and opening the Soviet Union. Our creation of the Weijiao Industrial City in China at this point in time will yield benefits far into the future. 
It is just the first of four regions to develop general industrial cities in preparation for the Pacific Rim era. The other three regions are China's Dalian Andon, Dandong region, the region connecting the Soviet Union's Khabarovsk and China's Harbin region, and the Vladivostok region of the Soviet Union. We plan that North Korea will benefit from Shineju and the Dalian Andon region and that the Vladivostok region will benefit both the Wungi area of North Korea and the Yanbian area of China. Through this series of activities and enterprises, Chinese and Soviet leadership will improve their understanding of our country and naturally influence North Korea directly and indirectly. By doing this, they can realize the ideal of freedom and democratic unity for which we are hoping. A leading role in the Asia-Pacific era Honored guests, in 10 years, we will enter a new century. We have to put the 20th century, marred by division and confrontation, behind us and enter an era of harmony and understanding in which high morals and values are respected. The era of Russian and American domination is ending and the age of Asia is dawning. The Asia-Pacific era is beginning. As I have suggested, while it is of utmost importance to create these four industrial regions in preparation for this era, I am not interested in business or in something that one nation or one organization can accomplish. This enterprise requires the stimulus of a world-level foundation together with the unique contributions of multinational corporations. I repeat my assertion that I am the only person who can bring the powers of this world into oneness through a religious philosophy that views world peace as a realization of love. Even at the sacrifice of blood, sweat, and tears, I will push ahead. I hope that leaders in every field will participate and support this on a national level. I want to see Korea maintain a leadership position and go forward in the context of this plan for it does not subsist on the level of one group or one religion. It will result in the reunification of North and South Korea and world peace. Through it, I hope that you will help Korea lead the Pacific Rim era. Considering the important role of the Korean Peninsula and Asia as a whole in the establishment of world peace, no world leader can casually ignore this area anymore. They have to participate in the development of this area. With a consciousness of history, I have advanced these plans for the Pacific Rim era. Through the foundations laid in America, China, and Russia, I am preparing an East Asia Summit Conference, a summit meeting of these four nations of the East and West at the Hanamdong official resident in Seoul will establish the mood of peace in the world. Through that foundation and its afterglow, we will see Kim Il-sung take steps on the path toward true peace. The New Era's Guiding Philosophy Godism. Dear honored guests from around the world, humanity faces the task of resolving philosophical differences. On the basis of restored morality and international cooperation, we have to realize the ideal of a global family of love. A new philosophy to lead the new age has to appear in Asia, which has spawned, after all, great spiritual cultures of the world throughout its long history. The teaching called Godism, which I am advocating and teaching throughout the world, is exactly this new philosophy. The approaching Asia-Pacific era will be a world in which all people's lives are integrated with each other, beyond culture and race. In this world, heavenly fortune will take us into an era of harmony. We will no longer view others as enemies, even if only for the sake of sustaining our own existence. 
By living based on a proper value system and having a firm philosophical foundation with God at the center, the Korean people have to become the leaders of the new age. We need to move beyond narrow interests and with a realistic understanding of international relations and by showing the power of a people's unity, take the leading role in the Asia-Pacific era. I once again thank the dignitaries from home and abroad who have come today. I conclude my remarks with my best wishes for God's blessings upon your families and everything you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.